Hey everybody, this is Sean Blakeney, lead pastor at Anchor Church in Delray Beach, Florida. Thanks so much for taking the time today to download and listen to this message. You know, as a church, our mission statement is to bring hope to the hopeless, and I really truly believe that today's message will speak hope into your life. Follow us on Instagram at myanchorchurchfl or check out our website at myanchorchurch.org. We love you so much. Thanks for listening to this podcast today. Hey, Anchor Church, happy Sunday. Pastor Sean here, so glad you're with us today. If you're new to Anchor Church, my name is Sean Blakeney. I have the privilege of being the lead pastor of Anchor Church, and we're so glad you're with us today. We're in a three-week series titled Psalm 112. I know I got super creative on the title of the series, Psalm 112, uh, but this is a three-week series. It's 10 verses, and uh, week one, if you missed it, we studied verses one, two, and three. Uh, this week, we're gonna study verses four, five, and six, and then next week, we're gonna go seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. And the reason why I focused on Psalm 112 is I know that so many people, I've talked to so many people that through quarantine, you feel like you've kind of gotten a little lazy or lackadaisical in your Bible study or your daily devotions. And my thought was, what if we jump right in, go verse by verse, and this might be exactly what you need to get back into the Bible because we need to be in God's word daily. It helps shape us. God's speaking to us through it, uh, through us. It helps lead us. And so I want to encourage you, go to Psalm 112, read all these 10 verses every single day and see, see how it impacts your life. Uh, this, this, this whole series has been incredible. And I told you the way that I got into this um, passage of scripture, a a buddy of ours said that it was kind of his life verse. And he he felt like as he read it, it was just a verse for Anchor Church. And and as I began to read this verse and unpack it, this whole passage of scripture, I thought, how incredible is this? And it all comes from Psalm 111. Now remember, the Psalms are prayers and praise songs, prayer songs and praise songs. So when you read Psalms, actually they would sing those. And I, I wanted to sing this whole 10 verses to you, but Teresa didn't want me to. That would have been a bad thing, but I really, I really so when you read it to yourself, sing it to yourself, people. Uh, but, but if you look at Psalm 111, remember, before you ever go forward in scripture, look back in scripture, look at the context of what you're reading. And Psalm 111 says this, it says that the true foundation of your life is all built on fearing the Lord. And many of us read that and go, fear the Lord. I should be scared of God, being afraid of God. That word fear actually means to submit your life to, to honor. And so if you submit your life to God and you come under the umbrella of his authority, it gives joy to your life, joy to your heart. That's the foundation of all of Psalm 112. It's the beginning. You're becoming in direct position with God to listen to him, to follow his ways. And when you do, it changes your life. Um, you know, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a debatable conversation right now, but we have these uh, solar lights out around our patio that I absolutely love. Uh, Teresa, not too much of a fan? Okay, Teresa's not much of a fan. And the reason why is because I wanted to get these like solar tiki lights that when they came on, it's, it's ambiance, it's atmosphere, it's environment. That looks so cool. And, and they, they come on and they flicker. And Teresa actually wanted... Lights and, and and these are lights, but they're but they're really really cool, right, baby? You you you. It's debatable. It's debatable. I love them. She doesn't, and um, they're up. And, and so when we put them up, 
they're solar. And so when we, we got it out and I read the directions, it says you have to put the solar panel that lights all of the lights in direct position of the sun. So I get out, get the letter, uh, get the ladder, put the, put the solar thing on top. It's in direct position of the sunlight because it says if there's anything that's obstructing the position of the solar panel and it can't get direct light, the rest of your lights won't work. And so this thing had to be positioned directly in the sun for everything else to work. And many of you are wondering right now, like, I don't know where I went wrong with my life. I don't know what happened. Well, you're like that solar panel and you've gotten out of the direct line of Christ. And so because you've gotten out of the direct line of Christ, everything else is just a little off kilter in your life. And because of that, nothing's working. Nothing's lighting up. And what the writer of Psalm 111 and 112 says is this, the foundation of your life It's all built upon the authority of God. And when you come under the authority of God, everything gets in alignment with him and alignment with Christ and everything else just begins to work. That's what Psalm 112 is all about. But you got to look at Psalm 111 to get that context. All right, let's jump in. I told you last week uh, we did three verses. This week we'll do three verses, but I want to read all 10 again. Psalm 112, open your Bible, join with me here. Psalm 112 Verses 1 through 10. Praise the Lord. How joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying his commands. We talked about this last week. When you obey God and follow his instructions, it brings joy to your life. Their children will be successful everywhere. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. When you follow God and trust in God and submit to God, you're changed, but generations to come are changed because of your faithfulness. They themselves will be wealthy and their good deeds will last forever. Now, here we go. Verse four, light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous, compassionate, and righteous. Good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Those who are righteous will long be remembered. Then it goes on to say this. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They're confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. They share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. The wicked will see this and be infuriated. They will grind their teeth in anger. They will slink away their hopes thwarted. Now, remember I told you that if you look in Psalms, Psalms 112, if you look at all 150 Psalms, they're Psalms of prayer and Psalms of praise. The reason why this is so important to note is because whenever they would begin to to pray to God, they would pray for God's mercies for their future, but they begin to praise God for the faithfulness of the past. You and I get into this dilemma all the time with God where all we do is pray for God to bless us in the future, but we never praise God for blessing us in the past. And Psalm 112 tells us we gotta thank God for who he is, thank God for what he's done and ask God to bless us and what he's about to do. That's what Psalm 112 is all about. Now, I wanna break these, these few verses down here. Psalm 112, verse four, because listen, last week we talked about this, the, the understanding the fear of God, the, the submitting to the authority of God and the blessing, the benefit it gives to your life. But this week, I wanna focus on these three verses because it says that if you focus on submitting to God, 
you have to lead an example in everything you do. So that authority coming under the authority of God changes you, but when it changes you, it should directly impact the things that you do. You're an example now because you're under the authority of God. It says, Psalm 112, verse four, light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous, compassionate, and righteous. Good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Those who are righteous will long remember. Let's break this down now. These next few verses tell us the example that you and I should live. Verse four, light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous, compassionate, and righteous. What is this example that you and I should live? Well, you and I have been shown the way to show the way. That's what that says. What I see in that passage right there is a couple things. Number one, there is darkness. Light shines in the darkness. So there is, there is darkness. Another thing I see is that you can have light. So there is darkness, but you can have light. The other thing I see is that the light comes from a godly life. So there is darkness, but there is light, but you have to live a godly life to get the light. And it says here, they are generous, compassionate, and righteous. So what does that say? There's darkness. You can have the light. You get the light by living a godly life, but don't let others live in the dark. There's an example you and I should follow. When you've been given the light you've been given, that light is just not for you. That light is to be shared with other people. Because he says, light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous, compassionate, and righteous. What? What does that even mean? When Once you have the light, you show other people what that light looks like. I'm generous, I'm compassionate, and I'm righteous. Not everyone has the light that I have, but they should. There is darkness, there is light. Light comes to the godly and share that godly light with those who are actually in the darkness. How do you do that? By being compassionate, generous, and righteous. Let's just be honest by a show of hands. How many of you are afraid of the dark? Just by... Not one grown man will raise his hand right now because it's just something you don't... I'm just telling you... Albert, you afraid of the dark? Oh, yeah. I hate... Mike, you afraid of the dark? Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is. I hate the dark. I hate it. It's like... But but you know how you always make excuses? Like, you put in a, a nightlight. You're like a grown 38-year-old man. You put in a nightlight. Just, uh, well, it's for when I have to go to the bathroom at night. No, it ain't Joker. It's because you're afraid of what's in that room, right? But when I was growing up as a kid, I was always so afraid of the dark. You know why the dark is so stinking scary? It's because you have no idea what's coming at you. You have no idea what's in the room. And sometimes we don't want to know, do we? We're just like, I just close my eyes and pretend like it all goes away. If someone comes after me, I just won't see them. Like, you know, it's just, the dark is so freaky. But have you ever had those moments where you, you go into a movie theater from the outside and you can't see and it's so dark in the room but here's what you and I say to ourselves just give me a second until my eyes adjust to the dark see what happens in our culture today is so many of us have lived in darkness so long your eyes have just adjusted to it you've just adjusted to the darkness and you've forgotten what light actually looks like but the writer says in Psalm 112 when you come under the authority of God and you recognize what fear of the Lord looks like, that you honor him with your life, you delight in his commands, you live for him and him alone, your family is impacted, but you begin to see things in a different way that you've never seen them before. You begin to see a light now in your path. You begin to see a light now shining all around you that you couldn't see before. And all of a sudden the lights are turned on and you recognize, I had no idea this was here. And once you recognize that's there, you gotta let other people see it. Uh, you know, uh, I remember Teresa and I have two kids. Uh, they're both married and, and, and gone now. And I remember um, 
that uh, years ago, Austin was, I don't remember how old Austin was, babe, but we went to Universal Studios in California. And we walked by this movie set, and it was it was Van Helsing's castle. We walked by, the, and Austin's like, "Oh, oh, that's awesome!" And we we had I, honest. I listen. Many of you are going to judge me. Don't judge me. I'm telling you. Don't email me. Don't at me. I'm just telling you right now. We had no idea what the, it was. Just it was this castle. We thought, "Oh my gosh, it must be a movie set." Let's go check this thing out. We pick up Austin. Right, I think he's like two years old or whatever. We pick up Austin. We walk into this thing, and it was a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> Worst Parents of the Year Award goes to Teresa and I. We pick up Austin, we go in, and all of a sudden, there's vampires and things jumping out at us, and we're stuck in this line, and we can't get out. This is a true story. I mean, and we're, we're like freaking out. We're like, we are the worst parents. I'm sure people are going, who brings a two-year-old into a haunted house? I'm thinking, well, who doesn't clearly know anywhere that this is a haunted house? Like, and so we pick up Austin, and so Austin's freaking out dead. And so I just, we just start going, hey, we got a kid here. And I'm sure people are like, I know. You're dumb. And so we, 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 we got Austin and we're, we have a kid here. We have, and, and people all of a sudden, light, light started coming on. People started guiding us. Like this wow. one guy that was like a, 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 a vampire all of a sudden was like, oh, he gets, he, oh, follow me. To the, I'm like, what just happened, bro? And when the lights came on, you could see like everything was like taped together. And what was so freaky in the dark, all of a sudden, like it wasn't that bad. Like this dude that was like scared, scaring us to death and freaking out Austin. All of a sudden he's like, hey, little guy. And Austin's like, hi, buddy. And I'm just like, and he shows us out, right? But I thought everything was so spooky and everything was so scary in the dark. But the minute the lights came on, his demeanor changed, his personality changed. My son's fear went away. We could find the exit. And I remember we had lunch that day and people were like, oh, Van, Van Helsing's Castle. Have you guys been there? Like, yeah, not very scary. Well, it's not very <laughs> scary because we had all the lights turned on showing our way when we took our two-year-old son into a house. I'm sorry. Pray for us. But I say that because of this. Many of you right now are so freaked out in life and the light just gives you a different perspective. Don't get your eyes adjusted to the dark. Allow yourself to begin to see in the light. Psalm 112 verse four says, when you give your heart to Jesus Christ and you submit to his authority, you begin to live differently and other people need to see that. Once you have the light, now I'm generous, I'm compassionate, I'm righteous, I'm living in a different way. Not just so that I have the light, but so that others see the light. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, Anchor Church, live a life in such a way that other people go, whatever you have, I want it. And you go, it's the light. Yeah. Yeah. It's the light. Psalm 112, I mean, look at this scripture. It's incredible. The writer goes on to say this. He says that there's a blessing that comes in godly lending and leading. That's what verse five says. Look, Psalm 112, verse five. Good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their businesses fairly. Good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. There's blessing in godly lending and leading. The, the writer is saying here, when you give your heart to God, when you submit your life to God and you delight in his word, you're changed, your kids are changed, generations are changed. You have the light now, other people need to see the light and now it changes the way you do business. It changes the way you give. It changes your generosity. It changes your heart. It changes your character. It changes you from the inside out. The Bible says you, you lend, you, you lend. Money. Many of you are like, um, okay, I'll lend money with interest. Well, that word lend actually means without wanting anything in return. Yeah. Wow. So I'm not giving you money 
knowing that if I give you $100, I better have $100 back in an hour. Good comes to those who lend money generously. That means I'll give you whatever I have with no expectation of ever getting it back. Wow. They lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. Just not the business that you own, it's the business of your daily life that you conduct in a relationship with a friend. Business in a a sports team, in an extracurricular activity. You are always being fair and conscientious in everything that you do. It's the light of Jesus shining through you. It's everything you do. I had a, a good friend of mine years ago that was my boss. We were really good friends, but he was also my boss. And anytime I went into a meeting with him, he would have this conversation. Okay, I'm taking off my friend hat I'm putting on my boss hat. You ever, anybody ever said that? Like, I'm taking off my friend hat now. I'm putting on my, what that means is I'm transitioning now from, from being your friend to now telling you what to do, right? It was that, it was that. And so what happened was we would, in our friendship, then things would happen where I, I didn't know. I'm like, we're at the dinner, but I'm like, are, did your boss hat just go on? I, 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 I'm not for sure. Like, it seems like that was a boss hat, but, I, but you didn't clarify, so I'm not sure. And I just thought, I would much rather live life with just you having a friend hat on or a boss hat on, because then I can differentiate which one you have. You, you have those moments where you're just like, I'm not for sure what's happening right now, but many of you right now, you have a God hat, and it comes on on Sundays and goes off on Mondays. Wow. You, you, you have a God hat. Psalm 112 says you have one hat. It's always a God hat. Yep. It's a submission. You, you, you come under the authority of God and now I have my God hat. So I give generously. I lend generously. I do business generally, uh, generously. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a spouse that loves God. I'm a father that loves God. I'm a coworker that loves God. I'm a friend that loves God. I love God in everything that I do. It's my God hat all the time. Why? Because you've come under the authority of God. It's submitting to his authority and now you live your whole life with that God hat on. Good. Good comes to those that lend generously. Good comes to those. You're you're a direct representation of God. Can I encourage you, if you call Anchor Church your home, you're a direct representation of Anchor Church in everything you do. There are so many people that have never come to Anchor Church, but they will judge Anchor Church based on how you live your life. They'll judge Anchor Church based on what you say. They'll judge Teresa and I based on what you say, what you post, what you do. Is that fair? It's not fair, but that's the world. Yeah. I used to be on a, a, a staff of a, a huge church in California. Uh, Rick Warren, a, amazing guy. I was anywhere I went, any, anywhere I went to speak, anywhere I traveled, I always knew I was a direct representation of Rick. Right. I never wanted to do anything that was going to thwart his name or... or or mess his, with his name. Why? Because I was a direct representation. You are a direct representation of God. A direct representation of God. So what does the writer of Psalm 112 say? When you give your heart to Christ, you have one life. You live that life for God. Psalm 112, let's move on. Verse six. Such people will not be overcome with evil. Such people will not be overcome with evil. So living faithful today won't be forgotten tomorrow. How good is that verse? Living faithful today won't be forgotten tomorrow. I love that. Psalm 112.6, such people will not be overcome by evil. When you give your heart to Jesus Christ, when you're under the authority of God, you delight in his word, you delight in his ways, you follow his path. Kids are behind you are blessed. Generations are blessed. People are blessed. Your business is blessed. All these things are blessed. And such people will not be overcome by evil. Their righteous 
will long be remembered. Don't you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered. But I just don't want to be remembered as Sean Blakeney. I want to be remembered as one who made a difference, an eternal difference. I I want to be remembered by someone who made an impact. That's why we started Anchor Church, because we wanted to make an impact. You know, Teresa and I, uh, years ago, we went to this uh, spa and uh, it was a long time ago. And so uh, we'd had this like three session spa treatment and Teresa goes back with her person. This guy comes out and gets me. And uh, he says, Mr. Blakeanu? <laughs> and I said, uh, uh, Blakeney. He goes, okay, Mr. Blakeanu, come back. And I'm like, it's Blakeanu. So the whole time I had corrected the fact that he called me Blakeanu and my last name was Blakeney, but he continued to call me Blakeanu. So after the whole three hour session or whatever was over, he continued to call me Blakeanu. And so we got in the car and Teresa goes, well, how, how was, how was that? I said, well, the massage was great, but uh, I must've been a very, uh, non-impactful person because he couldn't remember how to say my name. <laughs> like to this day, we kind of joke about it. Teresa's like, Mr. Blakenew? Yes, Mr. Blakenew. That's, I, I, I will forever be remembered as Mr. Blakenew to this guy. I'm like, I didn't have that much of an impact that you couldn't remember my last name. That's awesome, bro. <laughs> you and I should live our lives in such a way that we have an impact. Not that people remember your name, but they think of God's name. Anchor Church should live in such a way that we're making an impact for the kingdom of God. We're living our lives in such a way that we will long be remembered. When Teresa and I are gone, when we have, we're, we're, we're dead and we're gone, Anchor Church will still continue on, which is why Anchor Church is not built on us. It's built on Jesus Christ. Yeah. Your life has to be built and anchored to God. It has to be. Many of you right now, I, I believe you're going, well, Sean, I, I want to live that way, but I've made a lot of mistakes. And so if I've made a lot of mistakes and I feel like my life has been a lot of failures, how do, I, how do I get out? I just feel like now I'm on this dark path. Let's just continue on that dark path. My friend, it's never too late to get out of it. Yeah. Today's the day. Today's the day to make your move. Today's the day that you start submitting your life to Jesus Christ. Teresa and I were at our, our daughter and son-in-law's house the night and they had this game. I'd never played it called Rumicube or something like that. And I love games. <laughs> and uh, so they have this new game. It's called Rumicube. And, and so it's a game where you have these little tiles. You got to think through all your moves and stuff like that. And, and, and if you have to pull a tile, that's your turn. You have to wait till the next time to come around to, to make your move or whatever. And so I see this move I can make and time ran out and I didn't make it. But I thought to myself, it's okay because my turn's coming back around. And when my turn comes back around, I'll make that move. I want to encourage you today, it's your move. It's your turn. Don't miss this moment. Don't say, I'll get you next week, God. No, today's the day. Submit today. Follow him today. Lean into him today. Trust him today because the Bible says in Psalm 112, when you do, it changes the way you give. It changes the way you lead. It changes the way you live. It changes the way you listen. It changes the way you walk. It gives you light in the darkness. It gives you a godly life. It gives you righteousness, compassion, generosity. Who doesn't want that? Be the example. Live the example. But first, you have to submit. If you want to give your heart to Jesus Christ, there's a prayer that we pray that changes everything. Just where you are and just raise your hand. Just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Today's my day. Today's my day. Today's my day. We're going to pray this prayer out loud, all of us together. But if you raised your hand, today's your day. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, Jesus, today is my day. day. I'm submitting my life to you. you. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my my past. past. And make me a brand new person. person. 
and as best as I know how, I will follow you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, come on. Can we give it up for all those that prayed that prayer? Man, I'm loving this series, Psalm 112. Many of you are like, Sean, you're sweating. No, bro, I'm on fire, bro. I'm on fire. <laughs> a, ba- a bad choice for a, a light blue shirt on a day like today. But we love you. If you prayed that prayer, let us know, man. Shoot us a, 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 an email. Let us know on Instagram or Facebook. We want to walk with you in this journey. We love you so much. We can't wait for next week as we wrap up this series, Psalm 112. See you then. Thanks again for listening to today's podcast. We're so glad you joined us. If you made a decision for Jesus today, man, shoot us a DM. Let us know that you made that decision for Christ today because we're in your corner and we want to help you on this decision that you made. And check out all of our social media platforms. Check us out on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram. Go to our website, but let us know who you are because we want to get a chance to connect with you. We're praying for you this week, and we can't wait to see you next time.